0: Today's topic is for information purposes and the fact that we are talking about something financial, I just wanted to come really quickly to advise the listeners that we are not accountants, we are not financial advisors, and so this is just information based on our knowledge, but by no means should you not consult financial professionals on matters related to your finances when you're making important decisions. Hey, 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 Bria V. Smith here and welcome to another episode of the Enrichment Talks podcast. I am joined here today with my co host, the lovely Brittany, Sikidra, JJ Rush. Lex is out. How you ladies feeling today?
1: I'm good. Feeling great. All is well.
0: That's right. So
1: today's topic is financial freedom. So we're just going to talk a little bit about being financially free. Deuteronomy 28 says you will lend to many nations and you will not be a borrower. So I just want to come off of that for a little bit. Um, a lot of people are. A Little skeptical when they hear financial freedom because they think that you got to be completely debt free, and that is not the case. So when right. I think in think and hear of financial freedom, I just think of just having enough savings and having enough cash on hand to maneuver through life. Um but being debt free or financially free can simply mean just having your financial affairs in order. Every if every time you pick up the phone and it's a debt collector on the end, that's a problem. Right. That is right. a complete problem. So we want to get to a place especially being um children of God to so where we don't owe man nothing. Right. right. Amen. Yeah. I think it's one of those things like
0: when you look at depending on which economic background you come from in a sense if you come from you know middle class upper class the lower class like money when it comes to most middle class and lower class people it's not really explained in how it is for those that would be wealthier in the upper class and so I feel like a lot of times because you don't have the education it's unintentional ignorance is how you look at money right so it's like credit a lot of times people are afraid of credit because the idea of credit is like oh you're going to always be in debt if you utilize credit. People look at cash like, oh, you could save yourself. If you just save, 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 that that's like a wealth building strategy or a way to make more money. And so I think it's a lot of times it's just a parallel between the two because people are not educated that you can save and saving definitely is important, but that's not how you grow your money. And then the idea of credit, it doesn't have to be a toxic relationship with credit. Like if you really understand like how it works.
1: I, I 100% agree with you. Um growing up in in going to Detroit public schools here in Detroit, credit and financial background was nothing that they taught when I was in school. Girl, so here in, in the Florida they in. don't teach that now. <laughs> they don't. So growing up and then you get into a place where you living on your own, you building a family, you, you doing you and you having a life, and then you go get that little credit card and that interest rate like 25% and you wonder why you paying $50 on 20. Right. So you shop. You was, yeah, you wasn't, you know, educated on that particular, you know, life mechanism or that life mode. Right. So in my line of work, I deal with a lot of people, grown people, young people who don't know and I find myself sitting there like how can I help you without getting in trouble at work (laughs) right I think it's a balancing
0: Um, act when you really want to like and I and one thing I can say though at this day and age it seems like a lot of people are are waking up I know like online people be like downplaying like credit repair agencies because they popping up everywhere and I get it it's kind of like some of it So everybody does it mean well and everyone it's not really their calling and passion but i can say to me in my experience like it seems like it's waking a lot of people up in lower class and middle class when it comes to like the relationship with money finances, Mm -hmm. and credit because there are a million people now talking about the importance of credit so i think that's a benefit to look at it that way but definitely definitely school systems it really should be something that's taught i've think
1: been saying that for years like yes it, I, I can't speak for everybody else on the cast today but I know when I was in school it was definitely not um a part of the curriculum um no when I was
2: in school it wasn't even I just got out of school only five years ago yeah
1: so, so no. it was
2: not taught we didn't we didn't have um any type of financial literacy classes like I had teachers who would, like throw it in there a little bit um but I went to a school that worked on a um A different type of system, you're in like groups. So like if you chose to be in if you said you want to be a lawyer, you'd be in the law classes. If you wanted Mm. to be a scientist, you know, we had like science group, home ed, things like that. So your classes were structured for like the next four years. Um, and not room for change at all. So you just was in a group, those are the people that you went to school with, those people that you saw every day doing your block schedule or whatever. So it definitely was different, but my mom taught me so much. Like, and I'm thankful for that. She taught me how to write a check. She taught me how to balance a checkbook. She taught me how to close out a budget. She taught me don't pay twenty, don't pay fifty dollars on a twenty dollar item. Um, right. And even though she taught me all that, I still went and messed up my credit.
0: <laughs> even though. Well, that's a lot that. of people's story though that, yeah. <laughs> really because when you're young, right it's the desire you you're competing mm-hmm. with a lot of times if you grew up in a christian household you- you're competing with biblical principles, yeah, ideas from your peers that don't sometimes have biblical principles the things you're seeing like advertisement right you're seeing oh that purse or this is something that you should have if you want to feel like this or that and so you got all of these different ideas that are competing in your head and so you get that credit card that's opportunity to you know be able to buy, buy and guess what you don't realize when you gotta pay that money back or it's yeah credit. I know,
1: the I average 18 year old. That. yeah the <laughs> average 18 year old feels like when they get their first credit card that is free money so no, baby <laughs> <laughs> that was me that was me so they got
2: turned 18 i remember it was like overnight my email was just flooding like when people try to give me some money yeah
1: they do and I I work in the banking world and I get a lot of young people and y'all know my heart is geared towards them and just helping them be successful within life and I get a lot of them that calls and like I want a credit card and I want this limit and I'm like baby boy baby girl it doesn't (laughs) work that way (laughs) and I have to Find myself asking him like, "What is what is your sole purpose of obtaining this card? What do you want to do with it?" And then some will say, "Well, I want to build credit," or some will say, "Well, I just need a credit card." I just need a credit card is not a good enough reason for me to issue you a credit card, <laughs> right?
0: Because you want it, right?
1: Yeah, because you want it. So we have to. um Even in the black community, I feel like we are the community that lacks that educational portion of credit in reality we lack the reason of why having a bank account I know a lot of people out there um don't have a bank account or won't get a bank account because they feel like cash is king but in in the end of the day if you were to leave this earth where is your cash what you gonna do with it Uh, yeah I've also realized that a lot of people that do have bank accounts especially of the black community we don't have beneficiaries on our bank accounts. Do you know what happens to your money if you leave this earth and nobody else is on that account?
0: Girl, tell the people what happens to the money if you don't no, have a beneficiary listen. on the account.
1: Example, people, example podcast listeners, example. If you have an account with, say so, a million dollars in the account with no beneficiary on it, and you have um, three children, hypothetically, and there's no benny on that account, all of that money goes to the state the state wherever you reside in. And sometimes you will have to go and get a probate. And if that probate is expensive in that particular state, it'll cost you more money to get a probate than what's even in that account. And that's what's the sad part about it because I've seen accounts where I've seen people have thousands of dollars in their account and it costs them just as much money to get that money back from the state. So I'm encouraging everybody to put a beneficiary on your account, whether it's a mother, sister, brother, niece, nephew, somebody that way they can handle your business even loans when you take loans out in the financial industry and you something happens to you somebody is still responsible for that loan so put a beneficiary on your account
0: that's good that's good information and I think yeah, that's people, the T right there I think a lot of people are unaware of that so
1: thank you very for unaware that. what struck me about it was when COVID happened and I've been in banking probably the last 12 years and I've never had a beneficiary on my account. And then I, when COVID happened, I got really sick. And I didn't have, I i had symptoms of COVID, but I didn't have it to the point where um, I was hospitalized or whatever. But I remember laying in my bed one night, like I can't breathe. And then I have this amount of money in my, my account. Like, how can my husband get this money if something was to happen to me? Because we have separate accounts and then we have our shared account. Mm-hmm. But I never put a beneficiary on this account. Y'all know, I woke up the next day, called my manager like, ma'am, <laughs> if something happens to me, I need to make sure that my husband and my my child is fine. Right. So um, that really did um, put something in me to make sure that we, as a black community, also have the same opportunities. Not being funny, but the white people do it all day long. I can pull up a yeah, white right. person's account, and they got eighty five beneficiaries on them accounts. Okay. That's true, and I
0: think it's just like it's a lack of it's like a, a lack of education in our community, mm-hmm. and that's not if anyone white listening to us because i know you know all races will listen to us just because of the nature of the podcast this is not you don't have to feel guilty because you have an advantage that our community doesn't have So this this is not a a a situation we're trying to make anybody feel guilty but what we are trying to do and bring awareness to is the fact that those whether you are poor black poor white poor latino whatever it may be you need to have the understanding and the education that these are things that you need and these systems that have been created, whether it's the credit system, uh, the banking system, I always look at this, a lot of this stuff, it's almost like it's like it's like a game that yeah. a lot of people don't know the rules to. So you don't even know how to play the game, right? You you don't jump it's in, you're trying here. to play and then so you keep losing because you don't understand the rules to the game. So I think that like, it's very important, like you said, Brittany, like beneficiaries, that's something that I'm sure a lot of people didn't know nothing about. If you don't have that, this is a perfect opportunity. Like you said, while all these things are happening in the world, you never know to have your affairs in order. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think if anybody yeah. can get from the from the beginning to the end of this podcast is get your affairs in order. You're never too young to have a will. You're never too young to, you know, make sure, like you said, you got somebody on your account in case something happens to you. Or um, if you're a person with, you know, mild health issues that could possibly turn to something that could become a serious health issue a power of attorney or somebody that can do certain things when it comes to your health, like all of these things are things that I think when we're young, and you just live and you just like, Hey, I worry about it later, but it's a lot that's of people true. Didn't wake up this morning. Yeah. Ain't, no, ain't no later.
1: Yeah. The Bible no says later. tomorrow is not promised to no man.
0: And also, um, even if they don't put a
3: beneficiary on their account, if you have a living will, that's just as fine. I think it just sounds like the banking system, but you have a will, and you make sure that you have all of that
1: within your will. That is just a, that is so. Shakidra, actually, the beneficiary trumps the will.
3: I guess, for personal experiences, for um, me, mm-hmm. I know there's people who didn't have beneficiaries on um, their accounts, but in their will, they had all of that laid out on who gets what, even with the banking account. So, if you do technically have it lined out effectively in your living will it it still is okay
1: so I guess that would be a thing that it would probably depend on who your financial institution is or whatever their compliance and that's the particular state is at that point then
0: and I think it's one of those things Mm -hmm. that guess what if you didn't have somebody on if there was no beneficiary on the account the issue with am I if I you tell me if I'm wrong Brittany the reason why the money would go to the state because they don't know who it technically belongs to, and yep, that's what probate exactly. is for. But, yeah, Akidra, what you're saying, like if there's a will, then that basically established what that person's mm-hmm. dying or last wish was to happen with their money, to happen with their car and their house. That's what the will is for. Yeah. So, yeah. So it goes and back if you have this up in order.
3: Yeah. And just make sure like you just have, because a lot of that too, is technically estate planning. So um, your money, your bank accounts and all of that will be wrapped into your estate. So how it will be distributed out, who you want to give, how much to who and what not? so technically it is it's just an estate you just getting your yep. estate all together and how w- how it will be distributed so i think like it is beneficial though to have a beneficiary but just to clarify if you already have a living will and you got your estate and everything within of all of that in affairs with your living will you're you're fine as well as long as you got everything yeah. planned out and documented
1: correct yeah. So i think you said it both, that way when since you said it that way, if something was to happen and you do have that estate or that living will, that financial institution will actually make you turn that account into an estate account before you can retrieve those funds. Right. Yep. And that's, I think, is the
0: problem, right? So if you if you let's just say, like you were saying, Brittany, where it's a couple thousand dollars. Probate is expensive because a lot of times you're gonna have to lower up. It's a process because you gotta wait for it to go before a judge or whatever to go through probate. But if you needed them say ten thousand dollars to bury that loved one or to pay for funeral expenses, if you had a beneficiary. On beneficiary on there, would the beneficiary have access to the funds pretty much immediately? Absolutely. Once there's so I, a
1: death certificate presented.
0: So I think that probably is really like the why you probably should have both. You of course want your living will for distribution, but if you don't have a lot of people don't have life insurance, but that's true. And I think I know I'm probably a person of like Ooh, what? But <laughs> you should have <laughs> life insurance, but I understand. That's a whole it.
1: Other topic. it is right.
0: but I'm just gonna <laughs> say this and y'all can tell me if y'all agree or disagree. But when it comes a lot of times in lower economic statuses people don't have the monthly income a lot of times even though some people say oh life insurance is cheap but if you have a savings account and you're saving and you know okay i'm i have this savings here well if you don't have a beneficiary and you have only a will if you were to die and someone needed to pay for something you 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 they, they had a standstill until it's all sorted out But if you had the beneficiary, something wasn't happening. It sounds like what you're saying, Brittany, is like, okay, if I'm the beneficiary, that I can run to this, to to whatever the bank is and have access to this money to even if it's just to get the funeral expenses started, because I know a lot of times it can be very expensive. So I think like this is a regardless, this is a very, very, very interesting topic, a very (laughs) needed conversation. Probably one that we probably have to double back around what well, it seems like a lot of our topics will be because it's so in depth and so many different like pieces to it. So I definitely I definitely um love this topic. Now, Brittany, do you have any tips for our listeners? Um, I know Shakidra, you might have some as well. Like any tips when it comes to managing finances and different things that say a twenty-one year old that's living on their own, um, is listening Ooh. to us. What tips <laughs> I'm sorry, Brittany. Brittany, what tips would you say that you would give them? And I guess we can all go
1: around and share some tips. Um, yeah, don't spend more than what you can afford in reality. What works for me or works because I mean, I haven't been financially free, quote unquote, all my life since I've been grown. Like I literally just got to this place within the last few years and just being transparent, I literally had to tell myself like, you don't have that money. It's not enough to get, you're not getting no shoes, sis. It's not happening. <laughs> so don't spend more than what you can afford. Right. If you know your paycheck was two hundred dollars today and rent is one fifty, don't spend a whole two hundred. Right, mm, you got to be real, real lenient with yourself. Something it's it's a discipline in reality. It is a discipline, especially with um with those who just who don't prefer to use a bank or just like their cash, it's a real discipline. So don't bite off more than you can chew.
3: I would say um, as a person who I really learned, I started to learn about financial freedom about when I was probably about 23. I did have some mess ups, but not like major mess ups where it just set me back. I wasn't involved in a lot of debt. I mean, my major debt now is student loans. I would say first off the one major tip I would tell you is to always pay yourself first. And what I mean by paying yourself first is when you get your paycheck, put fifty dollars aside every paycheck so mm-hmm. you can build up your emergency fund. If and also just to encourage you, you can save, living paycheck to paycheck. The question is, is are you willing to? What are you willing to give up in order to see yourself being financially free in the in the future? The situation you in is only temporary for what you're trying to see yourself at in the long run. And so when you start looking at life that the way, you can start making plans. I would say one major tip um, that I did was I had to look at where my spending was at. For a month, I literally wrote down everything I was spending receipts, the whole nine guys, whether it was Big B Coffee, because I'm there all the time. And then I decided that I need to put that in my budget because I'm not giving it up. (laughs) so (laughs) look at your expenses once you figure out where that is at you need to also look at am i breaking even or am i just in a negative if you're in a negative then you need to figure out where you can cut something off that whether that's your cable tv or, you don't or need not it. Cut it. You
1: don't need cable. Really Absolutely. <laughs> Decide what's a necessity <laughs> and you what's not. Nice.
3: The same thing over and over. That's good. Yeah. I think that's really Once good. you figure that out, yeah. And there's so many methods out. I use for myself. I use a di- I use two different methods. I budget based off of my paycheck. So every two weeks, I set a budget. I have all of what my bills are, my necessity bills, and then I. I also use the cash envelope method as well. I use two different methods and I only operate with cash. I do not swipe my debit card. I do not swipe my credit card. My credit cards are literally just there <laughs> because I just <laughs> want to have an open line of credit because my credit history, that's it. That's why it's there. <laughs> but I do have, I swipe it once a month and it's literally for a candy bar and I pay it off and there we go so they won't cut it off. So, um, that's smart. and when you actually yeah. start to do, yeah. And um also when you're putting things, you may not think that, okay, you may think that, oh, I don't need to put that gym membership in there. You need to put that in there. Budget in you get in life insurance. Budget in those little things because those yeah. are technically necessities. And once you start to do that, trust me, you will see how financially free you really are. I didn't think that I was financially free but I am financially free. I can't believe that I have my savings account where I have it at because of these methods and these tips that it took me forever to learn because uh, finances was not something that I really was taught, but I always knew. Just
2: to piggyback off what she said, because I'm 23 and I live alone, but to the average, you know, between 20 and 25, stay at home if you can. Me personally, can't do that. Mama, if you listen to this, I love you, but I can't live with you. So I have to move out. But if you can stay at home, stay at home. If you have that option, do that. If you have that option for your parents to buy you a car, don't you go Oof. to the car lot and let them pay Oof. and talk Listen, to you, you, you this car to that, that you love, girl? I'm telling you, and I'm speaking to women at this point that man don't love you. And let me tell you, I messed up my credit oh. at 18 for somebody's son who had. <laughs> Who was way older than me, who should have had money. Do not let that man tell you he love you because he do not. Don't you run up <laughs> your credit card for that man PSI? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There, and I'm you better come here. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> so nice I'm on so here. So I'ma keep it so real. I was broke. Okay. And people were like, oh no, don't say No, I was broke. I was hot and ready like a little Caesar pizza. I'm I was at man. my mama house. I said, I'm out. I moved out and I was eating oodles and noodles. Because I was over there trying to act like I was living like the Joneses when I was really living like everybody hates Chris Daddy. Okay,
3: oh <laughs> I need
2: to get my life together and grab it by the bootstrap. And I think that we're gonna take it to the biblical. I think God allowed me to be so uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. I like to go to. I'm I'm a real good member at Ocean Sephora. They know me right now. They go, like, hey Jabber, hey. I go there all the time, and God made me so uncomfortable. I couldn't even afford eyeliner. It was either do you want to eat pay your rent or you want this eyeliner. And now I'm in a place like, yeah, I don't go out and go shopping every day. But like Shakira said, pay yourself. I've been saving for my 401k since my first job. I didn't even know they was putting money into it. I mm. saved for my 401k, you, I say for my kids' future. And not even, you know, not even to bring race into. but this is what, you know, white people are, that's why they have 750s when they are, when their kids are born, because they pay into their kids. There is a loophole for you to pay, if you open a business for you to pay your kids less than $12,000 a year to open them a 401k. Your kid need a car at 16, they got a car at 16. It's, and you really have to create generational wealth. And I don't think people talk enough about that. People, Amen. you know, black parents, when you have successful black parents, They let you know like, okay, you need to save for retirement, you need to save for this. But they don't tell you about generational wealth. They don't tell you how to work the system or how to make your kids have a 750 that you are supposed to put them on your credit card and pay, go go buy a candy bar and pay that candy bar off, and they're an authorized using your their credit score shot up. Most black good, girl. You, you coming with it. You coming with it. I, for my black son I'm raising, I'm going to, I credit. as soon as he turns, I think in some um, states, it depends, I live in California, if you guys don't know. Some states are different, and their age group for different credit cards are different, but if some of them start as little as 10 years old, you can put them on your credit card, and as long as you keep up with it, don't mess up your kid's name. You keep up with it, you pay it off, they're able to, you know, go get a car, go, you know, do whatever they need to do. People don't save for college. And I think that is the biggest thing in our black community. We want to be somebody so bad that we take out all these student loans when you don't have you it.
3: I went oh to my for gosh free. you know preach jj i need for you to preach because yes, that is I, another hot topic yes. is that they don't know how to properly borrow their student loans they see that i could borrow five thousand dollars i'm finna get it instead of send out my tuition all i owe is a
2: thousand dollars and that's all i need no ma'am exactly you let them talk you into i went to college for free I'm a career student. I go to college every year for the free. I don't pay a dime into Uncle Sam. He don't know me like that. I'm not giving him no money. This education I deserve, okay? Oh, so you don't give me this education for free. I w- I've been going to college for free since I could go to college. And even when I'm, bu- I'm about to go to college again for free. I got so good with financial aid, they pay me to go to school. I'm done. JJ. JJ. Don't you let them talk you into that. Be financially free. Because right now, I'm li- I'm not financially free. But I but know we gonna work on, on that, that JJ. JJ. That no, yeah.
0: is habit so let me jump yeah I have bad spending habits
2: but I also know that my life ain't gonna get cut off I can go get some coffee you know like it ain't gonna hurt me <gasps> oh good you God know business, so, girl. <laughs> that's my tip that man don't love you don't you run up your credit for that PS5 <laughs>
0: So okay. let me pose
1: this question. So what do y'all think about uh, paying tithes? So let
0: really, really quick, let me double back. Okay. So I was going to say this from, cause I know Shakitra was like, pay yourself first. But I wanted to say also like tithing is important. Like, so paying your tithes is important. A lot of times, like just this, just because we talk about financial freedom, right? People will be like, girl, I can't afford to pay. I can't afford to pay tithes. That's why I ain't paying. I don't, I don't got no money for no offering. I mean, I'm trying to make it. But like we all don't say, normally there's like money the, the, that you, so. right. But. right you got money for coffee you got money for nails and beauty stuff you got money to go out like you know people are going out before the pandemic but you don't got 10 percent to give to god like no excuses so just just saying that if you're listening to this and you're not a mm-hmm. christian and this you know this biblical principles that i'm talking about so this don't necessarily apply to you and you could do take your 10 percent and put it in your savings or give it away to a good cause whatever you want to do this is that's you but just talking to those people that are believers like we can't make excuses of why we can't give god something that he gave to us like no excuses well see i'm not going against what you're saying
2: so I can speak for my my age group. Now I grew up tithing. I I still got to the time My mama called me every Sunday. You got your tithes and I'll give them to her. But us young people, we grow up with pastors that got bit loose. And while we driving a two thousand. girl, listen, we're not gonna get
0: into that because that's a completely different topic. But no, no, like know this
2: is why, but like, we're not even gonna go in depth, but like, this is why young people <laughs> typically don't tithe because well. you don't know where your money is going. Now the Bible said we know what the Bible says, right? We can read it for yourself. If you're a believer, you know it says give you ten percent. You shouldn't be penny pitching okay? Not you know we can't get nine point nine. Give your ten percent. But for young people, it's really hard. And we live in a day and age where young people don't want to work. So as an entrepreneur, everyone want to be an entrepreneur, you know. As an entrepreneur, when you're like, okay, I got to give my ten percent. I love you, Lord. Thank you for these sales today. But where is my money going? This is what is this is my last ten percent? Some of us lack that faith, you know. It takes you know, and people I think when they take the scripture and they say, you know, you gonna get it back a hundredfold, running over and everything they think it's like next Sunday. You know, some people don't
0: know, like sometimes you tithe for months and you pray, you tithing, you praying and you ain't getting nothing back. But let me say this, because we're talking about this. And again, this, we're going to actually have a topic where we're going to talk about tithing offering. And we're going to talk about it from a biblical standpoint. And like those of us that struggle with it from almost like a world standpoint, we're going to have a conversation about it because I think it's important. But I want to say this, somehow, some way, and this is just me, y'all can say if y'all disagree, but some way, somehow it's gotten lost in translation that you're giving tithes to get something back God is not a genie so you don't give something to get something that's not how the relationship works right Mm -hmm. like you're not friends with somebody or you shouldn't be friends with someone because of what you can get. So, yeah, right. the idea that when you're giving this 10%, you're giving the 10%, it's a sacrifice because you're going to get something. I feel like is it's irresponsible for those that are in leadership that are not explaining that to millennials and Generation Zers that that's not how this works, right? But some people don't want you to have that education and knowledge because it's that prosperity type teaching where you give, give, give. This is what you're going to get. But again, I know that's a separate topic but I just want to say that like for someone that's listening like yeah that's why I want to give my 10% because I ain't got this back or because my pastor I don't really trust them or whatever but if you're going to a church where you don't trust the leadership and what they're doing with the money you don't need to be going there anyway and that's that's a different com- another topic too where you might yeah. need to reflect why are you in connection with someone that you feel like is not being obedient right if you under leadership and someone is leading you but you upset that you don't see anything that lines up what you know to be biblical principle but they always got something new listen well everybody in the body of Christ ain't the same so you might need to figure out hey is it time for you to depart from that ministry and go somewhere where you be comfortable giving your seed But because you're uncomfortable, it ain't got nothing to do with God. That's his anyway. You just giving him back something he already gave you. But again, you got to always remember too, God is never going to re.
3: When you give it, he will never return, voice. So it may, you may not, you may think that, okay, I give my 10% and you want to expect cash back. Sometimes that's not what you're going to get back. It may be something else that God is trying to give you that you've been lacking that you don't realize. So just remember that when you pay your tithe and you may think, oh, I see T.D. Jakes or one of them people who got, private jets and Bentleys and Rolls Royces and Bugattis and all that great stuff and Maserati that also too some of the people do have legit jobs outside of being a pastor right But at the same time God God will never turn his word boy he will never do it that's good and all of that he's he's not a genie but he's never gonna
0: work his word boy right that and all of that is true I just think like what I was basically getting at is there is people that really think like I tried Jesus I tried to go to church, I tried giving times an offering, and when I needed him the most, my lights got cut off. And then this called Time Back in the Financial program. Okay, but sometimes, yeah, that's
1: why I like, <laughs> <about> <laughs> Well,
0: sometimes like God needs He's you to sit pos- in the dark <laughs> so He can
2: show you the light because you wouldn't thought that you had Him like that, and He really <laughs> wasn't playing with you like that. So you sat <laughs> in the dark for Him to show but- you the light don't you blame God for your life <laughs> when your light bill was $25 and you went to the club there's
3: a consequence for every action and I think that's another thing that people don't realize they always want to either put it on, on the devil or God didn't help no you neglected to not pay your bill when you had it Absolutely. so that was no consequence that was not God and that was
0: not the devil that was you yeah but to get so back off, <laughs> I was going to no. say <laughs> I was <laughs> was to get back there with Brittany was for the ask. Sorry, Britney, I wasn't trying to get on a tangent, oh, no, but I just—that was okay. <laughs> I just wanted it to be known, like let's let's stop and all of that's valid too, Shakidra. Like we we need to have a conversation about that, about blaming the devil and God for things that your free will got you into. But that's a different yeah. that's a different conversation. So you were going to ask us a question, Britney. So uh,
1: my question was about the ties and offer because it did relate back to how Shakidra and J put it. Though Um people get to blaming it on the church when it, it has nothing to do with God it had nothing to do with the church it was because you didn't balance your checkbooks, sis fat I wish we you, were you <laughs> right <laughs> so, <laughs> because if you go back to what Shakitra said about just being paying yourself and make sure you're budgeting properly then you would have had enough money to cover that so to speak that light deal versus sitting in the dark what JJ said <laughs> So it all ties back into being financially free at a point point. and again just to just to throw this back out here financially free doesn't mean that you you got a, a 800 credit score and no collections it does not mean that it does not mean that you got a million dollars sitting in your bank account you can be financially free with three hundred dollars in your bank account that's that's right as long right. as i don't have sally Mae on my other end or i don't have Foo Foo on them from the rpm llc saying you owe me fifty dollars i'm financially free
3: <laughs> right hmm Right. amen so, amen everybody's financial freedom is very different you got to determine yeah. what financial what your financial freedom is to you sometimes some people financial freedom is being debt free and being yeah. able to just live completely by while some others are just as long as I can get my bills paid on time and just have a little extra cash, I feel like I'm financially free. And so what you just need to determine what does financial, what does financial freedom mean to you? And once you determine what that is, then you can start laying out the groundwork to make sure that you achieve that goal.
1: Right. Absolutely. And it's not a popcorn thing, people. You can't put it in the microwave and it will be done in 30 (laughs) seconds.
2: It's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: it's not gonna happen overnight sometimes it takes years for people to get to a specific place to where they can say okay now I can breathe right that's true
2: that's true I think it's really hard for young people because you see your friends especially like I said like before the year this is like the year of entrepreneurs everybody has started a business everybody has done something so you see people like living the way you want to live you know and it's hard like sometimes it'd be like okay like why can't I have that why can't I do that oh let me run up these credit cards to do that and I used to be like that like you know but you really have to be look at yourself and be like what is my baseline like right. you know pay what is for you and I even feel victim to this when you are starting your budget do not watch all of the budget gurus Please like don't. They are going to tell you, I got a cash envelope system from the budget mom that I do not use, okay? And it's no reason for me, I don't use it. I just stopped doing cash envelopes. I just wanted it because it was cute. And that's what we fall victim to. You fall victim to these gurus who tell you, you know, hey, like I'm debt free, but like you have a whole, you have seven streams of income. I think sometimes you have to be realistic for yourself. If you're working with one income, you're working with that one income. If you're working with two incomes, you're working with those two incomes. But do not be shameful. Do not be, you know, feel like you're less than because you're working with one income or two incomes. My financial freedom means that I'm just able to do whatever I want to do with my son. That's what financial freedom is to me. I pay my bills. I buy what I want. And I'm able to go take my son to the zoo and buy me a new wig whenever I want to buy me a new wig. That's financial freedom to me. Somebody else's financial freedom might be Starbucks to them. That might be their financial freedom. Hey, you're able every day to go buy you a $5 expensive coffee. That's your financial freedom but starting your budget, make sure you just be realistic. Really right. tell the truth. The whole truth. Don't lie to yourself. I know. I know
0: I'm But paying, people I'm do that. Money.
2: You lie to yourself on the paper. Like you my- say like, okay, I'm making $3,500
0: when you really, you know, bringing in 2,300. Well, I think you can. I've heard someone say. I think my mother-in-law used to say this. I think to my husband, he's telling me she used to say this. You people can. You a lot of other people, but don't lie to yourself. So if you looking at your own paper and you know that you really only bringing your three thousand to put four thousand, this deeper than financial freedom. I'm not trying to be funny, but you might need to talk to somebody because. Well, you you get caught with
2: yourself with like things. (laughs) You get caught up just like keeping up and like. For instance, me like I live in the Bay Area. And it's like right it's a competition out here okay if i don't change my wig if i post the same wig on instagram three times somebody got something to say <laughs> so it's like it's hard for young people you, it really is hard and i feel like even even though when i talk about relationships it's financial freedom has a lot to do with like your relationships your either your friendships or your significant others like i tell my friends all the time, i can't go out with you but you get pressured to be like oh okay i need to eat out all the time I need to always be on this. No, you I'm don't not get pressure because you, no yeah.
0: you,
2: you, I mean, you have a, a choice.
0: You, give, you have a choice. You have a choice. You are not getting pressure. People can a always I think it's one of those things that at okay. the end of the day, pressure is real, but we learn, you have to learn how to basically be strong in this is my budget. Mm-hmm. If you're a person that's struggling, somebody listening to us right now and you're struggling financially and you can relate to what JJ is saying, like, oh man, somehow some way i get pressured into going out to that restaurant i wanted to try it but that wasn't really in my budget this is your wake-up call that you cannot live your life for other people or allow other outside influences to dictate how you move so when you have a personal conversation with yourself and you are making a budget and you're planning out how your finances is going to go whether you budget for the month for the week based on how your income is you got to be realistic like so, if you know you only got a hundred dollars that is supposed to be for gas and food for the week, to go out and spend seventy five dollars not only not only is financially irresponsible, it's just irresponsible in general. For what you now, you don't eat this food, and now you got to figure out how you're going to come up with the other seventy five dollars. Hungry get? the rest
1: of the month,
0: right? Like, mm-hmm. so so yeah, that pressure is real. It's a real thing, but you have to be strong. Like. And it's going to take practice. So yeah. I'm a big person of saying like everybody's mindset is a little bit differently. And I know we have talked about mindset here on the podcast, but everybody's mindset is a little bit differently. And we did an episode about a growth or a fixed mindset. So I think Brittany and JJ, you guys were out of the office for that episode. But it's one of those things like if your mindset is fixed with trying to compete and keep up with the Joneses. How are you ever going to grow and have everything that you're supposed to have if you always trying to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna tap into my budget budget for this or that. So, just to say, hey, yes, pressure is real, but you got to be strong.
1: Mm-hmm. strong you do, know? and it is. And you got people, people a... the Joneses is straight up to help you fail. The Joneses <laughs> ain't it.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: the Joneses Woo-hoo, is not there. it. And you also got
3: to keep in mind too, to young people, um, because I was 23, seven years ago. So I understand. But um, you also need to keep in mind that, how can I put this, that somebody, if you see other people, you are like, oh, I want what they have. Sometimes that's not what God has destined for you to do. So stop trying to always want what someone else has and figure out what God really wants for you. And literally try to be content in it. Because if you keep on trying to have with someone else have, you're going to always keep being in the same situation, whether that is constantly being in debt or trying to keep up with Mr. and Mrs. Jones or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, because you are not trying to accept the fact that maybe that is not what God has for you what God has for someone else is not going to be what he has for you and that's something where you as young people have to try to start to get content with and it's hard it is it took me a long time to understand that but I got yeah, it, it is hard. And it's going yeah. to be a struggle but as you continue to
0: walk with Christ it does become easier amen yeah. to that that's that fact I'm with you when you're right that's fact. and I think like like you said okay a couple of years ago we was in our t- or not a couple a few years ago. <laughs> <a> <laughs> We were in our 20s, and just also let me just extend some grace. If you are in your 20s and you are making mistakes, guess what? We all did it. So, this is by no means an attempt to sit up here and point our finger because guess what? We all made mistakes. One, so and I'm still mistakes. making
2: mistakes, I'm still in my 20s making mistakes. So, don't you that's feel what bad? the 20s is
1: for? Is make 20s is for, is make for. It's make mistakes for growth. Is and it. if you're doing it now, we probably already did it. So, ask us. Right. <laughs>
2: you know what's really <laughs> crazy? I I talk you know to the, I talked to this guy and he was a little bit older than me he was in his he was 30 and you know I was like I was talking about my life plans I was like yeah at 25 I ain't got no house I don't know what I'm gonna do if 25 I ain't mad I don't know what I'm gonna do if 25 I ain't got this that and the third I don't know what I'm gonna do now I'm looking at 23 and 25 like knocking at the door like you ain't got it sis what you gonna do and I remember he was telling me like he's 31 and life didn't get it off for him until he was 29 years old mm-hmm. he was like you your life does not stop at 25 and I think for me I grew up in a household where my mom was always asking when I'm gonna get married have kids and get a house and that was always like so important to her like you have to get a house Ooh. you have to get married you have to have children that's you have to, podcast, to be wealthy girl. and it was like um I was like that's crazy because now I'm looking at my life at 23 and yeah I can go buy a house but for me if I buy a house that's it I'm gonna have to keep his man because you can't live in my house but I broke <laughs> my back to build and I just think that some young people think like okay if I don't have this at a certain age if I'm not debt free my debt free for me is at 25 I want to be 100% debt-free. I don't want to have nobody calling my phone. I don't want to be still trying to figure out how to budget. Yeah, yeah. Like, I need to
0: already have that set. Can I be transparent with you? Like, I'm going to be real deal real, right?
1: Give it to us real
0: So, I was the person that waited, right? I did try to do everything perfect, right? So, I, I didn't really get a credit card until I was like in my mid-20s. Um, I was working a corporate job and building my business and I was able to leave my corporate job and to work my business full-time. And you can do everything right, but guess what happened to me um about two years ago right my mother-in-law got sick and so me and my husband had to stop what we were doing we had to slow our business down to care for her ultimately she died um and during that time frame credit cards stuff that me my husband like blood sweat and tears worked so hard to build i ran up thousands and thousands of dollars of credit card debt i i i, I defaulted on some cards because financially just being transparent i couldn't pay it like when it was time to be paid so right. i say all of this to say and being transparent that you can do everything right you can have a plan but life may happen and throw you a curveball so now at this point two years later or so I'm in a sense yeah my credit score is much better than it was if you would have asked me a year ago right because I've been able to pay off debt trying to be responsible but I'm definitely not back in the 800s I'm definitely not back in the 700s yet I'm getting close but I'm not there yet but it happens so you can't have this idea that And again being young i was 25 once i was 21 at 21 honey i you saying 25 i wanted all these things at 21 i had these plans but life happens and so at the end of the day just being responsible when life happens it's gonna be okay it sucks y'all should have seen me and my husband when we like start looking at them them them, uh them statements from the credit card company like oh and something i kept saying like dang i didn't even get to have fun i didn't even get you know buy no purse or Buy no shoes or take no trips or anything with my credit, and I'm in this situation. Like, and my husband's right. saying the same thing like, it wasn't no fun how you got into this debt, but at the end of the day, like, the blessing is okay, like, pick pick yourself back up. You can cry, wine, it, it ain't going away, you still owe the money, and keep moving. They're still forward. calling, you're still calling. Um, it's and, and keep moving forward. So, I say that to say, like, if someone is whether you're 25 or you're 35 and something happened or something has happened or you realize that okay you don't have any credit or you owe all these people money it's never too late to start over if you got breath in your body cry about it look about it but then it's like strategy how can we get this budget together what 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 can you attack first you know there's a lot of jj mentioned there's a lot of gurus there are a lot of people that know a lot of things and everything works different for different people so you know, you have to find what method works well for you and which guru, Absolutely. quote unquote, can speak into. Not Dave
2: Ramsey. Not no, we're not going to gonna do that because
0: Dave Ramsey, I, I do a lot of things that he says, but I also can understand a lot of things I don't agree with. But guess what? You shouldn't take anybody's word for the gospel for anything in your life other than Jesus. So if you are listening to somebody, you got to figure out, it's like trail mix. What pieces of the information can you apply to your life? So his, M&M. Dave so silly. so Dave Ramsey talks about the snowball method that works for a lot of people he wouldn't be as successful if it didn't but some of the things Man. he's saying to have no debt at all that doesn't work for some people so just picking and choosing what may work for you I think is the biggest thing but I just wanted to say that and be transparent and live in my truth like hey things happen, and you can't have the idea no. that by two by 30 you gonna have a house you're gonna have an 800 credit score and you riding off to the sunset you and your significant other you may be 30 and don't have a significant other or don't have preach maybe don't have have that house or that credit score looking real six-ish, okay like come on on. you know what they
2: say you you tell god you want to hear god
0: laugh tell him your plans for real like that's that's a real that's a real like thing like you can make all these plans but i can tell you this if I wouldn't have went through that situation two years ago I'd probably be a little bit snobbish when it comes to this topic like well you just ain't working hard enough or yada yada but mm-hmm. God allowed me to go through that because I can have empathy and compassion like man listen stuff is going to happen so yeah,
1: I say Amen. all that to
0: say like hey you can plan and it's nothing wrong with planning but guess what life happens and stuff happens and so you just gotta keep it chucking. Amen. man That's life has a funny off.
1: way of throwing them curveballs <laughs>
2: Just the okay. piggyback kind of Bria.
1: It's gonna be an ugly ride sometime. And it ain't Ooh. gonna you gonna get to a point where you're gonna be throwing them bills in the corner like forget it. For real. <laughs> you, you I mean that's, that's just the reality and I can appreciate your transparency because I've been in a similar situation. Um and I if I can be transparent like, my husband and I, we make a pretty good piece of change, but I could look at our account and say, how can we make this much money and still be fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 in
0: debt? You better say that. You better Why? say it that. again, That's, That's a real thing. so It's yes. a real thing. People will make get you brilliant. feel like oh, that's and really then don't you feel look at people
1: in your same caliber, and they'll be like, "Well, why y'all ain't got that, or why you ain't got this?" And you find yourself trying to get to the point where they keep saying where you're supposed to be, and then you have you have to mature in you and say, "I'm where I'm supposed to be at this particular moment because that's not my time mm. or my place to be where you're calling me to be." And who are you to say where mm. I should be? Hello, hello. So it's gonna be some blood, sweat, and tears. Hey,
3: Amen, girl. If I. <laughs> Saying being transparent as well. Um, you know, loads of money. But people didn't realize that I worked two full-time jobs, a part-time job. and went to school full-time, trying to pay for it out of pocket. Overdrafting my account every other week. Come yeah, on. Constantly. Had to go to the cash store a couple of times, and this is me Come just on. being real transparent. But I guarantee you, I didn't never think that 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 was where I would be because I had my life so set out in order. I remember I wanted to be a doctor, be out of med school by the time I was 26, this, that, boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. We all
0: had life dreams and aspirations. Way, life
3: has a way of throwing curve boss. I didn't mm-hmm. get, I wanted to be done with my undergrad at 22 on the nose, but honey, I didn't get done with that till I was 29. But it's okay. You better come over here and and, and I get done with it 29. I have debt, then God tells me, sorry, honey, yes, you went to school for that, but that's not what your career feel gonna be. So you're gonna have to go through a transition program, get yourself a little more debt to try to get that figured out. But it's okay because you're still gonna be okay. But I can guarantee you, from that situation to where I was at, to where I am at now, I cannot explain. I'm so happy happy that I went through it because I yes. wouldn't be able to see where God has me now but not only that be content and now say that I don't overdraft my account no more because I found out okay. why I was in the situation that I was in mm-hmm. and I learned from that and got the tips. Dave Ramsey loved the guy got tips mm-hmm. from him Got tips from someone else, and I took three different methods to make it work my own to get me to where I am financially. And I sit back and I'm like, God dang! Look <laughs> at my savings account. I think I can have that up in there Oh, I didn't think Baby. I could have that in my savings account. Oh, I didn't think that I would be here at this month. Oh, I didn't think that I'd be able to actually afford pay for my transition program to become a teacher every month and still not worry. I didn't think that I could get rid of a couple of jobs and still be okay I didn't think that that was possible but God has shown me and I'm not ashamed of my struggle and I thank him for it and to all you young people don't be ashamed go through that season because there's something with going through that trial or that fire that's gonna that when you get out on the end you're gonna be a man you're gonna be a shining diamond Ain't going to say that. Come on. You better say that. Because so, so, I'm shining right. and I'm happy I went through the fire. Come on. <laughs> woo. Preach a little bit, but woo.
2: Okay.
1: All right. So at the end of the day, young people or older people or whatever people, you want to be a lender at the end of the day and not a borrower. And just go back to that key scripture I used today with Deuteronomy twenty-eight, twelve through 13 and live by it let's just be there debt- and your debt free could be whatever you want it to be as long as you're through that thing and done with that thing that's your debt free all
0: mm-hmm. right well i do want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of the enrichment talks podcast i want to leave you with this let go of yesterday focus on tomorrow but dream big today